0: Thank you for tuning into Balanced Black Girl. I'm your host, Les. I've been hosting this podcast for almost four years. I can't believe it's been that long. And we're moving through our New Life series talking about fertility, motherhood, and birthing new ideas. So far in the series, we've talked about preparing to conceive, creating positive birth experiences, assembling care teams, finding your new identity as a parent, and reparenting yourself as an adult. And today's episode is a really fun one. I'm joined by Erica and Mila, hosts of Good Moms, Bad Choices, and we had such a good time recording this conversation. They're also based in LA. So we got to hang out in person and they have the best energy. They are so kind, supportive, fun. They are super smart business women and really dope moms. We talk about their experiences dating as single moms, how they take care of themselves, what it's been like building a creative business while being mothers and more. We also did a podcast swap, so after you listen to this episode, make sure you head over to Good Moms, Bad Choices to hear my interview on their show, and add Good Moms, Bad Choices to your podcast lineup if it isn't there already, because it definitely should be. So let's get into the episode. Welcome to Balance Black Girl, Erica Mila. I'm sorry so excited won- to have you. No, I love it. We <laughs> can just jump right in.
1: Thank you, you for so having us. Thank have you both. Thank you for having us. I know we just went on a deep dive of Hinge. Wow. <laughs> I love it.
0: That's my life.
1: They added the voice note. I don't like I it. I
0: hate it. I hate, I hate oh. it, but I love it. because, oh, yeah. because I love the it, TikToks because about
1: it. Because it. It, it gives you a little bit less space to, like, your judgment can be more on, more on point when you can hear the voice and what they choose to say. Yes. Or it could be wrong, and then you're like, damn, exactly. this voice is sexy. Yeah, you're like, Oh, wait, what'd you say? <laughs> uh, I'll put the
0: no respect that. <laughs> sure. I love the voice notes feature only from what I see other people post about it on TikTok because people post a lot of TikToks of like the ridiculous voice notes that they oh, hear on done. Hinge and it's hilarious. I need to go on this search. Oh my God.
1: Do we need to add that to close friends? Yeah, I'm, I I'm pretty to. sure we have some oh, characters. You
0: should. You should because it that is premium content.
2: Yeah, I mean, that might have to happen right now. And we have we have, our, you know, everyone has close friends on Instagram and we always post like our like hinge photos of like I've had a guy that was literally by a fireplace with all of his um huskies and he was wearing a fur coat and he, was, and he was he topless. He had like seven huskies around mm. him and the fire was lit behind him. I got to find this photo. Um he's like a mountain man?
1: I'm I think I've seen yeah. I
2: sent it to the, to the male group chat to like problem in them. And they're like, why the fuck are you sending us this? I was like, this is what I'm dealing with, guys.
1: Because
0: <laughs> um, what do you even do with that information? I don't know what to do with somebody who has seven. Has
1: he said he's coat. a man who runs with wolves. Like, are you down or not? It Literally. was in Colorado. So Yeah. Uh, he wants a was a wild woman. It was
2: in Colorado. He was showing me he was a mountain man. <gasps>
1: <laughs> you know that's funny because recently i've been thinking about like what kind of man do i want and like the words that came from my mind were like like a warrior like <laughs> like a protector i kept thinking, having like i seen well it's jason momoa basically <laughs> in a sci-fi movie <laughs> but i was like i wonder like innately is that my like inner loins just like now a your dive. inner loins <laughs> you know even like um what's my what's the, uh white Bay that you didn't like his his dreads at all oh uh, doesn't his name Jason? No, no. Blake. Blake, yeah. When are we, oh, we're not, oh, we're not on our podcast. Blake. <laughs> he's white. He's definitely not listening to Blake. He's on Hinge for he sure. No, but not some not of the girls probably know Blake's he's fine He's on Hinge. I swear oh, to God.
0: All
2: these people are on Hinge.
0: Uh, <laughs> so
1: if you live in finest. LA and have been on Hinge, you might be able to find these people. <laughs> just, I know you guys, they're in the car right now, yeah. like, what the <laughs> fuck? I saw Blake's fine ass. That's the one I'm talking about. He looks like a primal, like, leader of the tribe. But that's what I'm looking for. Mm.
0: But I'm glad you know that.
1: Well, I don't know if that's realistic. That's okay. what I was talking about—the things that I think that I want, and then, like, is what you actually want. Th- yeah. Then the boyfriend that I have was wearing lace panties on the internet, and I—that's <laughs> I what I, I was like. What is it that I <laughs> think masculinity looks like? And then I was like having flashes of that guy, Jason Momoa, and then like the boyfriend that I actually have is literally wearing lace panties on the internet, and it's so cute. He's so cute, but I—I'm like. Why do I think that this is masculine? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do I need to honor my intuition and find Jason Momoa? He's getting a divorce right now, or should
0: I get <laughs> I, <think divorce laughs> I Actually, is heard done. that they, I heard that he moved back in. <gasps> Not that yeah. I mean, I'm happy I think for I'm rooting for them. I then. am. I, I mean, am. We love Lisa Bonet. So.
2: Mm, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But he's fine as hell. If
1: he has a brother or like a clone, right. Right. I'm a, or like a Rasta, like a tribal Rasta. I'm also looking for that. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, you guys, uh, I'm a little high, so that's okay. Being very honest, High <laughs> am horny, Jesus.
0: I'm here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs>
1: I just love this
0: because I think that even how you're talking right now is how a lot of us think when I'm just sitting and I have thoughts going like, that's exactly what it sounds like. I'm like, wait, but what about this? But what does that mean? But should I look into that or is this okay? Mm. I'm like, know. am I
1: being shallow? And then I have even like, I even told my friend, I'm like, does that mean gay? I'm like, obviously it doesn't mean gay. Why do I think that means gay? I'm like, even if someone is gay, they can always be gay at any point. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like nothing really protects you from like all these things that we believe are so right. not true anyway.
0: Right. And then it can apply to anything kind of that expectations versus reality. You know, we just had some examples with dating, but that can apply to any area of, of life. And I'm finding myself constantly checking my expectations versus the reality that i'm living because when i get too far into the expectations that's when i get disappointed right mm-hmm. then you're like is this every, even what you want every right. time every time but we're an
2: expectation driven society like society doesn't exist unless there's some sort of expectation that's looking to be met yeah. you know
1: mm.
2: and i don't know if that's american society or that's other i mean i think that there's obviously each each Sit, each society has its own things, you know, but it's I definitely Western. It's Western, definitely what. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think like being, I think that being open to at least for me in our podcast, um, it has allowed me more space to be open to changing my mind. Mm-hmm. I do think that though, it's important to know like what your are what, what it is that like who you are, what foundationally things are like, I'm open to changing my mind, but at the base of this is, who, what i believe mm-hmm. and i love you i love that for you that's my yes. favorite that's my favorite saying that i learned in 2021 yes my friend would say it to me all the time like i love that for you yes. and i was like so you don't want to do that
1: <laughs> i know i'm always confused are you saying like you don't love it for you that's exactly yeah, what it means that is what they're saying I, I'm, I'm like are you insulting me are you congratulating me i'm
0: so Depends confused on how they say it i feel like the times i say it, it truly is like absolutely not but love it mm-hmm. you know I feel like sometimes it can be condescending depending on how it's said. I think that like, yeah, it for sure can be condescending. <laughs> um, but I
2: don't know. Like, I love that for you. For me means like, I love that for you. Maybe, maybe I love that for me too. I'm just not sharing that I love that for me. I don't mm-hmm. know. I wouldn't know why I wouldn't. Cause I feel like human connection is about sharing, mm-hmm. but maybe I'm just not there yet. Yeah. Or maybe I won't arrive there. I don't know. That's like the exciting part about the journey is yeah. that I don't know what, everything every topic every country like i'm gonna probably die and not see everything you know i probably won't see everything on earth
1: wow i never thought of it that way god damn it (laughs) god God damn it it's for real that's disappointing why'd you have to say that i'm sorry i
2: didn't mean for it to be disappointing i think there's beauty in that yeah
1: i guess it's a little mystery
2: I don't want full access. We live in a full access society again, too. Western society makes everything feel like everything is accessible. You can do anything, which is great for the ego, you know. But like, you can't, bitch, and like, I don't want to.
1: And I- what am I going to do in my next lifetimes?
2: <laughs> True, I'm going to just do this shit all this over is again. Be the best
1: one. <laughs> I was thinking about expectation too, because like with expectancy, you have you have these standards that you want met kind of, you know, like even in love, we're talking about dating and shit and like getting something. And you're like, damn, I don't really want this. Like, Ooh, I got so far. now. I'm like, you're kind of getting on my nerves, you know, like you have these things that you're checking off, but what if we just like not dated without expectation, but just allowed people to exist outside of what we molded it to be, you know, like my primal Jason Momoa warrior, (laughs) Prince King. (laughs) um, And like, I don't know for women, I think, especially we have so much ex- expectation on like our forever person, you know, there's all this, uh, this programming around finding a mate, having a partner, like fought, like all those security things, but there's really no guarantee either way. No. And so if we don't lead with that, then it's, there's, it's like, you I mean, can force the guarantee.
2: That's what people do. They just say, I'm tired of looking. I'm tired of waiting. I'm t- I'm t- I don't feel like doing the work. You're good enough. Mm. I'm going to be unhappy, but at least I have this guarantee.
0: But I feel like the other side to that is I do think we have a lot of people now with dating and everything being so accessible as people always think they can get something better. Like there's more options out there. I'm that person. And I think there's a balance between being not like just settling or giving up for whatever it is, but also being like, I'm okay being where I'm at with who I'm with and not always looking over my shoulder, waiting for something better. Do you think
2: that, that, like, I think that again, I know we talked about this in our show, but like living in a time where everyone kind of, because you have all this access, like, I don't know. And like living in this time where things are shifting, like I said, in like 200 years, I feel like this time in history will be written about because there's oh, been yes. this major shift. Like, I think there's a shift in dating overall mm-hmm. too, as a human race. Yes. and, the the mystery of not knowing if this is my person, but like I don't I don't have any more I don't have the option to keep searching because there's so uh, you can keep searching you can just get on an
1: app and search you can just it can keep
2: be searching yeah. whereas before it's like I live in a small town these are my options yes. I'm gonna pick this one <laughs> yeah. yes. for real like and now it's like I live in a small town but hey I got Hinge on the open five fifty mile radius so. Like, it's it's definitely a collective shift even when it comes to love and dating and, like, even, like, what city you live in matters more now, too. I feel like there's, like, definitely different trends happening in Los Angeles in dating than there are in New York or in the South, like, in Texas. Like, here, I feel like in LA, I don't know. Like, I'm a single mom, so I, my dating experience, I feel like, is a little bit different than maybe someone who doesn't have kids. But, it's you know, I feel like... Everyone wants to just go with the flow. There's not a lot of intentionally dating. Maybe pandemic has shifted that more because we couldn't really connect with everyone. But also the pandemic did was like, and let's talk about that pandemic. I hate that word. But like made people feel like they have to like keep their options open because you just don't know. Yeah. You never know what could happen. Why would I make this choice forever if like... You never know, or it's like must like, hold I on f- to. I
1: feel like men func- like kind of function from that way more because I still feel like even d- I think for women, despite all the access we have, I don't know. I be feeling like shit, bitch. We swiped a long time to get to this one. <laughs> like, <it's> like <laughs> there's not a lot of options. So, but I, 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 I'm also a firm believer that when you find your person. You're just gonna know. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be easy. Yeah. And you're not gonna be wondering and you're gonna be like, oh, okay, bitch. We but what about
2: the people that like didn't know it was their person all these years and then they like finally gave that nerd a
0: chance and it's like the love of their life? Like that bitch didn't know. But I think <laughs> usually in those stories there's some time of like apartness. There's an evolution that happens where they either like grow together, change
1: in their own ways, and then that's when they recognize right, it. Right. Yeah, it's like barely you've been best friends for for years and then you're like, You're my oh, I don't know. There's so many scenarios yeah there's this there's so many options there's so many (laughs) options it's overwhelming overwhelming. it is and then it's like look at all the options men have and and it feels like i think women feel like they have to get chosen i mean obviously
0: well what's been very interesting though because i have had like an extended single season that started in my late 20s and now being in my early 30s i did feel a shift when i was dating men in my 20s who are often in their 20s where it was definitely that kind of go with the flow whatever and then dating in my 30s, as I've started to date men who are in their 30s, I've found that a lot of them, if they like, you know, have their stuff together, whatever, will get to a point where they're like, I want woman now. And they're like, you, I'm on date with you. I want a permanent plus one that is you. And are you I'm like, sure? No, they're lying. <laughs> Probably, no, I, probably, not, I, I think they think that's what they want. That's, that's the what thing. I'm saying. Like, I, I just can tell. Know. 30s? No.
1: Yes. No, I do think on Hinge, I have found that if, if there is a man, usually over 35. Yes. Over 35 is 35 is the magic 30, age Yeah, like 35 upper. Those men on hinge should be the fuck serious about finding their fucking wife. There's a few they're and, a, they're and they f- write it in their description. Yeah. yeah. But they, they also
0: like from my experience the men not here for have, casual attraction. Yeah. The men who have kind of pursued that that I've experienced with me, it's like they want a permanent plus one, but they're not actually listening to me mm. or who I am or how I am. Because I'm like, if you were listening to this conversation, you would see we're not compatible.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I feel the same way. I've, that's happened to me. I had the one boyfriend I had from Hinge had a serious checklist, and I got it because he was, was adventure bay. He was older, and he had a plan for his life. He was a Virgo, <laughs> and guess what? He he, I bet he's going he found that wife after me on Hinge. Absolutely. But I do agree. Like sometimes people just filling the space because yeah. they. Are checking off some, and you feel that even mm-hmm. in that. And I was, and because I don't know, I guess there's, there's both. I guess you're, Literally on a time I think you do, though. As you get older, you do have boxes that you know you need checked. Well, I mean, specifically for babies, I think that's a thing, too. There is an actual age that shit don't start doing what it do. And and then you function from the need or want to have a child, a procreate, rather. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, that's a perfect segue because, obviously, your podcast is Good Moms, Bad Choices. You're both moms. And I would love to talk to you a little bit about motherhood. That's a big theme on the podcast right now. It's something that I'm talking to guests about because it's not something that I've experienced. But as someone who follows your content, listens to the podcast and enjoys what you do, something that I really admire about you two and what you've created is that you have motherhood you are good moms obviously in the name and and how you live but you also have your own identities and you also still live life and enjoy life and i think a lot of the messaging that we can get around motherhood is like once you're a mom that's it there is there is no joy to be had there is no <laughs> well <laughs> anything, the joy you know? all is in your child they they are the only source of joy they are the only source of everything and like what life mm-hmm. you know And I appreciate that you show us that you can have a life and also still be a really great mom and be on that journey. Um, so I would just love to kind of hear more about your experiences there.
2: Yeah. Well, thank you for saying that. I think that it's it's a, it's a an ongoing journey. I go through, I think if you're a mother and you're listening, you know, mom guilt doesn't give a fuck about your feelings. It follows you no matter where you go. <laughs> <laughs> and so even within making choices for myself, that's still something that I'm always like, kind of like trying to keep at bay. Yeah. But the payback for choosing myself is always so much higher than any sort of temporary guilt that I feel. And I love my daughter. I love spending time with her. She's the cool ass kid. She's seven now. And like every year is like a new chapter in just our friendship. But I also need a break from that little motherfucker. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes I and being a single mother is honestly it's a blessing and a curse in ways the blessing is that i get to drop her off and like i feel like married people we always talk about this on the podcast like we're always talking about like yeah we want like we like we want partnership and all these things and it's on the way but like isn't it great that we don't aren't married because that would mean the kids would have to stay here when we leave (laughs) and we come back but i think that it's really been important for me and jamila like just as being if we if showing up as good moms requires you to take time for you i am no sir i'm not good i'm not a good mom if i'm at my children's my child's beck and call because i am her little bitch you know (laughs) i pay for everything i support her dreams i'm her cheerleader i'm her uh, disciplinary you know she's my teacher in ways like it's a lot
1: (laughs) driver it's a fucking
2: lot i'm her driver her coordinator coordinator (laughs) like it's just like it's it's a lot of things that i have to be and i need moments of just being me
0: yeah yeah absolutely
1: yeah you said that beautifully (laughs) um i think erica and i have discovered in this journey that women have children and then there's this like unspoken rule that you have to show up as this, a different person. You have to then put down these things and be a mom. And this is what that looks like. And don't do those things that you did before being a mom because you're a mom now, right? Like, oh, did you, she's not doing that anymore. But I think the pressure that we feel is it's legitimate. Like it, it's real and it's not realistic. And it really breeds unhappy women, and a lot of unhappy mothers and unhappy mothers breed unhappy, not well children. And I think it's very important that we understand that after childbirth, after pregnancy, you still and actually really should fight for who you are as an individual and what your happiness and pleasure looks like. And let me tell you, It's definitely going to look like taking a break sometimes because that's the only way you can really fully function in a a pleasurable way. We need breaks from people. We need to sit with ourselves to feel like, what do I feel like outside of you and you and you? And that could be mom, it could be husband, it could be child. You could love people and also still need to understand who you are in this world because that's how you better serve everybody around you. Mm -hmm. And I think that so often that narrative gives women it's it gives women little space to express themselves and show up in the multitudes of ways that women do because we're fucking layered and we're so multidimensional and you deserve to do that little that fun wild thing that you did that made you happy if you need to dance on the bar bitch before you go home (laughs) at night whatever the fuck it is if you need to go on a date and feel sexy if you need to masturbate if you need to have a joint you know like it looks different for every Anybody? And all that to say Sorry. you can only give your child the very best version of you if you're being hundred percent yourself mm-hmm. and a lot of times it requires that you you know, you you sit and figure out what that, that looks like independent of anybody else. And I think people think you got to live and breathe your child. And if you don't, you're a bad mom or like, oh, you went out or you went on vacation or you with your girls getting drunk or whatever, twerking or whatever like society tells you you're no longer supposed to do. Oh, you can't post pictures with your titties out. That's not appropriate. You're too old. It's too sexy. I'm talking to me. um what is your daughter gonna think your daughter's gonna think that she should post pictures with her titties out because your titties out and it's like no actually i'm instilling in my child that it's so important that you show up as whoever it is that you are it doesn't have to look like mom Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to look like dad It doesn't have to look like jody down the street it looks different for everybody but in fact just like I have to figure out what that looks like for me, you should do that too. Yes. Because we're all individuals. And I think that's the most important lesson really that we can give our children in motherhood. And that's our whole brand. <laughs>
0: yeah. In that oh, Mila, I love that. And I love what you said about still experiencing joy and pleasure and just being in your wholeness, because what I've observed around a lot of conversations around motherhood and expectations that's placed on mothers is that once they become a mother, what is enjoyable to them no longer matters, like their needs no longer matter. And from what I've seen, it actually seems like during that time, that's when your needs probably matter the most, mm. the most. And so we're telling women that once they bring life into the world, what they need doesn't matter when that's a time when you're probably the
1: most vulnerable and and need that more than ever and you're doing the most godly work you've ever done yeah. this is the your your master like Formation into the falcon, this bitch. This is one of your many sauces. Yeah, like, <laughs> the, 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 motherhood is to be empowered. Birth is an empowering motherfucking experience. Is it painful? Yes. But getting through that journey in your body and in your spirit, there's something deeply spiritual that takes place, whether it's vaginal or whatever the ways, but the transformation into motherhood is so fucking powerful. But if we're not empowered in even the birth, if we're not empowered in showing up as ourselves in the most prowess, most primal way if you if everyone around you tells you you're supposed to dim yourself after that it will fuck up all of the power you're supposed to take from this Right of passage. You like you. That's why I'm, I really encourage women to rethink that sacrificial lamb type of thought. Because in fact, this is you forming into the highest divine mother goddess of your experience to this point. And every time you do it, and when you get, let people take that power away from you, you're, you're, you're really not taking the opportunity to y- utilize this transformation in the way that can be formative and life-changing and ignite some shit in your child and everybody around you. Mm -hmm. You're feeding a child. You've carried a child. You've done all these things like, yeah, motherfucker, rub my feet. And I have to go. (laughs) Hold this baby. Did you see what the fuck I just did? I have to go find myself in the jungle for two weeks. (laughs) Yep. And I don't want to hear shit about it. Mm -hmm. Not a guilt. In fact, support me. Gather around me, tribe. Feed me fruit from your hand to my mouth. This like, happens
2: on our retreat. <laughs> this,
1: this is and like this is the mentality that we're trying to ignite in like tribe and in village and how it really looks to support women and mothers because we're doing a lot of great work over here. And in fact, if you feed us, we're feeding the children like spiritually and for real. And that breeds like the higher consciousness in the world in which we're trying to make a better one for all of us. Mm-hmm. And it's like that is where we're all fucked up in the patriot is that we've taken our power and women are confused and dazed. They don't know who they are. They don't recognize themselves. They don't recognize their power. And it's creating like children who also don't recognize their power. And that is very detrimental to the life force. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh, 100%. I'm like, word. I have no personal experience about (laughs) any of this, but I... Just having seen it and having seen it through a lot of my friends and loved ones who are going through this experience right now, I can see that a lot. And something that you mentioned, Erica, was mom guilt, which Mm -hmm. I'd love to talk about, because I think that I've never heard a man say anything about dad guilt. Of
2: course not. Now they would be
0: trying to say it now on the Internet. Right.
2: Um, It doesn't exist. That's why. I mean, not to say that men don't feel guilty because that's I I don't think that fathers don't experience any sort of longing for their child when they're out working or I'm not to say like they're total sociopaths, (laughs) but it's it's a different expectation that a is put on us as women, period, like that we're supposed to show up under all means necessary, whether we're sick, whether we're fulfilling our dreams, whether we are just taking a fucking break, like if our child is in need, then we are the only ones that need to be there or like the first ones on on site and it's a farce first of all but I think that there's also something that's just I think innately ingrained in the woman because we are the the child bearers we have this connection to our kids that sometimes I'm like I know that like the patriarchy has created mom guilt (laughs) but also I feel That just the fact that I gave birth to a human that's outside walking amongst the earth, detached from me, like there is a pulling, Mm -hmm. there is a longing, like... If she's in pain, I'm in pain almost, Mm -hmm. you know, and I don't I think that a level of mom guilt is necessary. Mm -hmm. There has to be a checks and balance, because if not, then moms would be bad moms. Probably. Honestly, there'd be a lot of bad moms in the world. Just like lucky. I mean, there's
1: definitely some (laughs) there are detached non-maternity. Absolutely. But I believe
2: that there's a healthy balance. And I don't I'm not going to sit here and act like I don't know the cure to mom guilt. Yeah. I don't know if there is one mm-hmm. I think there's a level of lessening it but in so far in my seven years of experience of mom guilt i've I've battled it of course, but I'd argue that it's a little bit necessary mm-hmm. um but not to the point where it is interrupting your happiness yeah and um your all your choices yeah. and moving you forward because at the end of the day you are an individual yeah and at the end of the day that baby's going to leave you Mm, Yeah. (laughs) And do their own motherfucking thing, you know, and be like, mom, back up. And then you've, you know, you've 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 never like taken time for yourself and you wake up and you're like, oh, my God, what have I done? What do I do now? I think a lot of women don't even know what they want to do, like on a daily basis, because every morning it's wake up, feed the kids. Do this. Go to the grocery store. Go pick up the kid. Take him to soccer practice. Pick him up from soccer practice. Go to Chick fil A. Fuck. Oh, shit. I told him I was gonna cook tonight. Go to the grocery store. Cook. Like, oh, you want ice cream? Oh, you want stickgiddles? Oh, you like it's just like it's nonstop that, like, some women I'm like, you forget to think for do yourself. Do you even know, like, yeah. if you had a day off, what do you actually want to do? Mm. What do you want to do today? Yeah. And it's like, I don't know.
1: Nothing. Like, where's your favorite coffee shop? Yeah. <sighs>
2: nothing. But like, and that's cool, too. But that's why I think it's important for women to take extended breaks, because we need a few days to decompress. For sure. Like day one is not enough. Mm-mm. Like whenever I drop my kid off and like her dad tried to drop her off like day two, I'm like, <laughs> it just was de- I just I
1: just started feeling like. <sighs> okay (laughs) well because there is that maternal attachment to your child Mm -hmm. that's like our primal instinctual motherly shit like there's no we're mothers 100 percent of the time when we sleep no matter what no matter what we're doing there's always that you know what i mean and i think that's the part that like dads don't experience that way Mm -hmm. and that's the that's the difficult part to just like accept that there's there's i think almost it starts to happen as you get pregnant you start to have like wild crazy thoughts it's like it's like your gauge it's like your internal gauge to you know like you know maybe i do need to sit my ass down and do this or maybe i like you have to become like in balance of your pleasure and like prioritizing yourself and also like showing up because mm-hmm. everything is like parenthood is not easy You know, it's not easy. It requires you to just work on yourself. It requires to show up as a certain person. But even in being, like I said, the best part of yourself, you have to find time to do the work on yourself which so you're clear enough to even recognize, okay, I need to show up for her more in this way. Like, am I prioritizing her? You know, and all these like, but mostly to get clear about that and not judge yourself or feel shame about it is to be clear enough and have time and space to figure it all out. You deserve that. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to say, I think sometimes the
2: narrative in like this motherhood space or like women that advocate for other women taking time, because now, thank God, it is a, something that you see more examples of on the Internet. Mm-hmm. And it, there's still a lot of work to be done, but it exists. But there's this level of like, fuck them, kids. Right. It's like fuck them kids and it's almost like doom like you hate your kid (laughs) like like you it's like you have to hate your kid in order to like self-care yourself Mm -hmm. and I just want to say like because sometimes I feel like that can be the narrative and it's like no like you take the time so that you can be this fucking amazing mother that like you've been put on this earth to do and what an exciting and incredible responsibility that I've been asked and called to do that I get to in some way shape someone Mm instill someone say hey look at all these options options pick one like this one worked for me but it might not work for you like that's fucking cool and that's why I love being a parent I do and it's not something that I initially felt called to be like I was like I don't think so like I don't like kid shit (laughs) I don't even know if I like babies you know and and I do I do now I I, it's it's obviously shifted me in a way but even if you don't like you're also allowed to just like your kid yeah there's a lot of like pressure for parents to like all children (laughs) And you don't have to. Yeah. As long as you are being good to the one that you're raising and being good to yourself, like that's a lot
0: already. A whole lot. Yeah. I'm also thinking, like, as some, I'm interested in having kids in maybe a couple years. And so something that I'm starting to think about is, like, what are the, kind of relating back to the conversation we had on your podcast like that shadow work that's good to get into before i think about bringing another life into the world I'm curious if y'all have any advice about we that. did no shadow
1: work before giving birth <laughs> i know i was like i was like huh wow that's so yeah, woke of you I, like I, what, I would, you, I what like, would you what advice would you give? i was like now, damn i don't know if i was even thinking that but i was <laughs> like fuck i'm pregnant uh, um sh- I would
2: say, I mean, not that a kid limits you, like, from what you can do. It definitely slows you the fuck down. Yeah, Make sure that you've, like, really fully experienced the things you want to experience. Not that you can't after having a child, but, like, do it all. Fuck them all. Like, (laughs) you know, like date them all like try it all say yes a fucking lot because you're gonna have to say no more because you just
1: be spontaneous fuck it yeah
2: you know make sure that you're like not romanticizing your relationship like be real about it and like sometimes that's really really it's almost impossible to be real about it it takes you like having your heart broken. It's not talking for six months to then look outside and be like, bitch, all the signs were there. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. We talked about on our episode with you about reparenting yourself and how that can be really challenging if you've never had a child, cause you've never been a parent. And But like, I think what I think is a great tool is what advice would you give your best friend? Like if your best friend was dealing with any of the shit that you were going through, would you say Stay. Would you say like, what would you say truly like being like the judgmental best friend, mm-hmm. be the judgmental best friend to yourself? Yeah. You know, so I would say because I, I know dick and love will blind you and then you're fucking pregnant. <laughs> and then like society and friends and pressure and, and age right. and all these things that say it's time yes. you can't do like you you got pregnant mm, you you want to have that baby now cuz you're like 32 like that's kind of like crazy feel, uh,
0: you know i feel like a type of way about not being there yet and like oh is it is it too late will it be oh, like, no um, i know, I
1: know. When my friends are talking about that i'm like bitch go do more stuff <laughs> come back in a year i don't know what to tell you i think maybe two i I don't know like you you could do whatever you want just (laughs) yeah i I feel like yeah it's it's you do have a different level of freedom and uh, obviously we we are single moms so we have like the opportunity to exercise that freedom more because we do get the privilege of dropping them off and splitting the time hopefully
2: your husband yeah i really hope
1: that's another thing like i think that's the problem too i think men have uh been granted the privilege of being like, let's, it's, you know, you're the mom, and they're not going to. Most men know this. This shit is not fair, but they're going to continue to reap the benefits of not showing up. Oh, you're here, sh- shower. Oh, you're here, do you're, this. You're going to leave for seven days. Like, wh- what, what am, I supposed, what to am I supposed to do? I have work. Like, so do I. You like, know how? You know? Right. You know? So many women are our retreat. So many women were like, my child's eleven. This is the longest he, my her my her dad has been with her, like in seven days. She's like she just he just texted me and asked which toothbrush is hers. <laughs> this is a fucking lesson. Yeah. You need to let a motherfucker know that's a very important some work you need to do. How fifty fifty are we going? What does fatherhood showing up 50% look like for you? And sometimes 70. And sometimes 70 when I can't give anymore because there's going to be a time no matter how much you love motherhood, no matter how much you love your kid, then you can't give Give 50. You can't give shit. (laughs) There are times I'm like, please get the fuck away from me. I'm about to flip out. Yeah. Kids have no chill. <laughs> and they don't give a fuck. Honestly. And they're like almost don't get like uh what is it? Social like, cues? Social cues, yeah. common like respect. Yeah. They don't give a fuck. They're just like I want it and I want it now. And also, what do you mean not give it to me? Fuck you. Literally that's that. And it's it it really does require that sometimes you have a lo- someone, a village, not even like more than multiple people. That you can really rely on and say, hey, can you help me? That's really important. Like seeing if you have a like a tribe, a strong tribe of people you love and trust. And also, I think the the best work to do is working on your intuition and listening to that shit. Love that. Because as women, we get a lot of advice and we ask. We seek a lot of advice only to do what we want to do and sometimes (laughs) to be persuaded to do some shit we knew we shouldn't do to to begin with because that's not what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. But I asked your ass and now I'm here living your fucking life. (laughs) And I'm pissed.
0: (laughs) It's true, it's so true,
1: um, and I, you've got to stop that shit, yeah, because as a mother in motherhood, that is your intuition is God speaking directly to you, yes. and only you know what you need to do. And it's really important to start getting clear with self to understand what that voice is and if it's influenced by actually what you want or what other people have told you. And I think now is the most important time to start doing, well, not now. like Putting, you, in, <laughs>
2: putting it in practice, for sure. That, that would be a tip of mine that I didn't even know. I mean, your tip would be something that I wish I would have known before I had a child. You know, that was not even,
1: that was not even on the table. <laughs> um, and also just trust, trust other people try like release control, you know. Like it's okay to drop that baby off. Like I remember going to someone's house. They were like, I was I had a client and they were like baby prepping their house. And she was, I was doing her lashes, and I, I'm an esthetician. I do lashes. To go to people's houses, and she's like, Yeah, someone was just leaving. She's like, We just spent like seventy five hundred dollars, like baby proofing the house. And I was like, This bitch. <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> but I'm like, like there's just. You don't need to baby proof. I mean, everybody do what you need to do, but like what makes you feel good. But I, there's so much stress and manic around being a mother. And a lot of the times you don't really need a whole bunch of stuff. Just coming as you are, feeding them and changing them is enough.
0: Mm-hmm. That's really beautiful.
1: And I feel like we even see that with kids.
0: It's like you can buy a kid the best, most fanciest toy, and they're going to find a piece of cardboard mm. and a rock
1: and love it.
0: Even more. I mean, also like and they uh,
2: won't care they yeah. won't have no problem telling you that they prefer this, actually.
1: Also kids <laughs> are manipulative. They are. like mm. they, they will fuck with you. And I think it's important, like, you know, we're talking about the gauge of like mom guilt and doing stuff for your kids. Yeah. But also sometimes if you give your kids a lot of extra, like <laughs> this is going to sound bad. Let me really <laughs> not if you give your kids too much attention, but if you give them what they want all the time mm. and then you start to take time for yourself, they're going to act out in a way because they're so used to you not having time for yourself, that they're going to manipulate you in a way that you do feel guilty so that when you do step away to take time for yourself, they have no idea what that looks like. And they're like, what the fuck are you doing? Or you can't even
2: step your away, but you're not away. Yeah. You know, that's, that's really true. Kids are the best manipulators of all time. Very
1: tricky. You got to watch. them. Yeah. (laughs) they're smart they are they're emotionally like they're from you they're from god They were
0: inside
2: of you feeling all of your anxieties Mm -hmm. all the things that you experienced they felt like "Mm, mommy gets annoyed when that happens i'm gonna do that i know how to do that
1: Mm -hmm. oh mommy mommy's gonna stay if i do this if i look at her like this if i say oh i've you haven't been here even though i know this bitch has been here for 45 days straight (laughs) but you know they do that and then they also check you Which is,
2: and that's when you, when, when you really, you have to be able to decipher like what's the real shit and what's, is the manipulation. Cause there's been the times where my daughter has checked me and I needed to be checked. And I was like, I thought you weren't noticing I was doing that, but now I know that, you know, so now I'm going to stop. Thanks for telling me, you know? And I'm like, that's my lesson. Like you are, you do like your feelings matter (laughs) because sometimes as parents, we get annoyed and we're like, that's what I said though That's why. Yeah. Like, don't fucking question me. You know, like, and I think that's the que- that's 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 the black parent we we do that a lot where we are kind of dismissive to our children's feelings because they're immature feelings, you know, and we're like this is not important right now, actually, like you're crying is I'm doing I'm going through real life shit, and it's like, well, this is the realest shit in their life right now, yeah, yeah. That's a good perspective, <laughs> you know, and I've had to like many times, many times like apologize. Mm-hmm. And talk myself off of like, you know, what I'm, what my first reaction is, which is just make it stop, shut the, shut up, you know, and be like, okay, babe, what, what is actually happening here? What is the problem? And like, why can't you express it to me? Okay. We have work to do here. You know, I, you know, and I think, I think it goes both ways, the manipulation, but also the moment, the teachable moments that kids inevitably offer you because they are mirrors.
0: Yeah. They're such good teachers. They are. (laughs) They are. Too
2: good. I know my daughter's getting really good at math and I, I'm, she's going to start embarrassing me soon. I'm scared. <laughs> Seriously, we're in the car and she's like, mommy, what's 67 plus 78? And I was like,
1: fuck. I it's was like,
2: fuck. I was like 130, 40. <laughs> and she's like, check on the calculator. I was like, fuck. It took too long to answer. I'm like, this is where it starts happening where my kid
1: not check checking the calculator, <laughs> my ch- <laughs> Sounds wrong.
2: <laughs> my kid finds out I'm not as smart as she thinks or where she like outsmarts me and she becomes smarter than me. And that's exactly what I want. My friend told me the other day she was looking at my daughter's picture. She's like, i so cool. She's gonna be cooler than you. And I was like, I know I'm so happy about yeah. that. I want her to be, ha- I want her to be cooler than me.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah. Isn't that like a cool thought? Like I want you to do all the things you want to do. Yeah. And I want you to know that you can do them. But... I want
0: you to have all this sauce early.
1: Yeah. Have mm-hmm. the sauce right now. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. I do feel like kids are, have more sauce now than, at least I know I did. I don't know. I won't speak for y'all, but I feel like back in the day, there was a limited sauce to go around <laughs> for the kids. And today, kids have a lot more. It's a double <laughs> Maybe it. it's the internet. It's both. It's, it's good and bad. that's fucking TikToks. Yeah. The
2: TikToks.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. So I would also love to talk to you about what it also looks like to be mothers while you are building and creating dope shit and chasing your dreams, right? Like you've created Good Moms, Bad Choices, which is such a dope platform. You built it to be like an incredible business. And I think a lot of people may feel like, OK, it's harder for me to pursue those things I want to pursue while still having the role of mother. How has that experience been for the two of you? It's been
2: beautiful. It's been challenging. It's been sacrificing time. Yeah. It's been like all the things. I think one of the ways we've been able to grow our business is by including our kids in some way. I mean, not necessarily on the podcast, but they come along. Yeah, They were in my house every night when I was recording. Yeah. You know, if we needed to record somewhere else, they're probably going to come. Yeah. Because my dream isn't going to stop because I have a kid. In fact, like, and then... I've never really felt that way, actually. Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, I started, we started Good Moms when our daughters were like two and a half, right? Three, two and two and a half, almost three. almost three. Actually, it was almost three because I was listening to the first episode mm-hmm. and was like, I almost three. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. How? She's seven. <laughs> Motherhood really gave me this like, I don't even know where it came from. Yeah. This journey, this drive. I needed connection yeah. desperately. And that's why me and Jimmy met. Like it was literally, I was a desperate desperate housewife, slash not housewife, but sort of, kind of. And I needed friends Mm -hmm. bad. And I needed mom friends bad. Like, my friends weren't cutting it. It wasn't enough. I needed someone to relate to this exact experience that I was going through. And so I literally found Mila on the internet and made her my friend. And I don't know if I would do that now. I probably wouldn't do that now, but it was just what my spirit was lacking and was like, couldn't ignore anymore. But I would say like being able to have this friendship turned business has been like the reason why I think God really put Jamila in my life, like for a reason, like it is divine. And I know that like I had to be open to that calling. And I think as like you have to be open, like if something makes you feel even a little bit of good, run towards it. And that's what like Good Moms was but for me. I was like, oh my God, every day I'm like, this feels like really good. Like, okay, I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep going. Like, Irie's not gonna stop this shit. You're coming. Come on, get, get your ass in the car. You know, like I think not having to make the choice between either one and creating an environment where like you don't have to make that choice. And sometimes the choice doesn't look that cute. Like, yeah, like I'm recording and my kid is here and she's interrupting and I'm talking about sex and I have to keep pausing it and you have to go in the other room. (laughs) But I'm going to get this thought out because this is really (laughs) important to me. Like it's sacrifice. There's been times where our kids have like raised themselves for a few weeks, you know, like they're playing in the other room because we're building something right now.
1: It has been sacrificial in ways like time and like it's difficult it's it's difficult there's no
2: yeah. easy cute balanced way unfortunately i mean th-
1: i mean thankfully <clears throat> like our kids are the same age and yeah. ha- literally have each other yeah. and and it's created like a beautiful bond too but i think uh, i think that of course it's been it's been challenging but i think it's true I, there's something that felt that we had to get it done and then we had this shared experience of no matter what we're getting it done who cares it's midnight and they have school dermatologists Shut up. Keep going. Lay down. You know, we, we ha- we're going to figure this out. And actually creating a space that allowed us to show up in all of those ways. Mm-hmm. I think the first episode, the kids come in. I'm like, fuck, what are we going to do? We're like, she's like, we're moms. We're going to have to just let them know we're moms. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. well, well, you know, and we kind of rolled with it. And it, it, just, it was this need to show up as ourselves and this safety to kind of affirm each other in that Mm -hmm. and we we had like erica and i have had a mutual friend and uh we weren't close at all you know before we started this podcast we maybe hung out a handful of times at some birthday parties and the first thing that really drew us to one another is she had newly become single i had been single for some time and granted we didn't know each other very well we met in motherhood she was like well I, i met a couple on tinder And I was like, "Oh, Mm. oh, did you?" I was like, "Okay, bitch." Like, I didn't know you was that spicy. And like, okay, I knew knew this bitch was my friend for a reason. And that uh, for me, I was like, "Oh, that's oh." Let me call her again because now we're both single. We have these kids, and I know I can like. I knew I could talk to her. I knew we were like cool, but I didn't know we we were that cool. Mm -hmm. I don't know why that made me feel we were very cool. Yeah, it was
0: vulnerable. It was vulnerable and um, open. Yeah,
1: and. Really, that's the, the the beginning of the podcast. Because shortly after that, she was like, "Do you want to start a podcast with me?" Because she hadn't seen black women in this space, honest. She hadn't seen a lot of uh, non married women. It's like this fairy tale, you know? Shit, were pushed all the time, and no one was talking to, about it from a real space. And so that, like, sitting there together, and and I told her, "We're gonna be honest, or we're not." You know, in honesty is really just what pushed us to keep going. And the most beautiful thing I think about it all is that our kids get to see literally watch something grow. Yeah. They saw us cultivate this thing and now they know they can do whatever they want. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, I was watching Catwoman with her and I was like, oh God, I wanted to be Catwoman. I'm pissed. But I like Zoe. I really wanted to be Catwoman. Like I my goal was I was gonna play Catwoman, but I was like, huh maybe Luna could be Catwoman. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I gotta tell her, I gotta make sure she knows she can be Catwoman so we could start early. (laughs) But like, nothing's off limits. Nothing's off limits. And even if it doesn't look like this or like that, like, you can create it. Mm -hmm. What do you want to build? Let's do it. Like, and, and obviously, and you know, sometimes we feel mom guilt about, the time the the attention span, I get anxiety as fuck knowing I should be doing this, but I'm doing this, and I need to do both. Both are important, and like you know a business is a baby it's It takes a lot of time, but it, it is very fulfilling when when you dedicate you know the thing time and energy to the things that you're allowed to give birth to
2: other things that excite yes, you yes, you know. Like it's it's okay. Like the actual physical birth is not the only birthing that you'll be doing. It's not the only thing you'll love unconditionally. It's not the thing you're gonna only thing you're gonna be paying attention to and watching over. Like and the crib. Like is it growing? Is it doing okay? You know? Are you okay? Are you breathing? Are you still alive? You know? That's that's how it should feel when you're you know building something and building a business that you're excited about and you have to be relentless. You have to, like we talk about manifestation a lot. It's not about fucking saying a magic wish over a candle and letting it burn for three days. And then the shit comes true. No, like there is action behind it that has to happen. You have to show up. You have to like, and when you, and I promise you when you do, there's no way you can fail. And the journey might not, Look exactly how you thought it was going to look, because even me and Mila's journey, like I look up and I'm like, damn, that we manifested that. But it's, It looks different than like the original manifestation, but essentially it's the same fucking result, yeah. you know, and like being open to that. And honestly, too, I think it's, it's surrounding yourself with other people that can help push you along and empower you. Relationships you do, you can't do it alone. Like you can build a business alone. Like luckily me and Mila, like I like I needed her thank God
1: honestly the right. heavens above
2: hearing
0: you two like talk about things together I'm so jealous because I'm like I have to do all that <laughs> no but myself. you can but
2: you, you can. can do it by yourself <laughs> and, and,
1: absolutely and, and you can find friends so doing tired. something completely different but can still support you in the same ways mm-hmm.
2: yeah yeah. it's just a different type yeah it's it's different but it's essentially the same thing and it's really aligning yourself with people around you and finding your work tribe finding the people that you can lean on and ask for advice finding the people that will like pass you that contact and not make you feel weird about it you know like people that that really support you, and and that's what I've found in this space, and that's I think the reason why we've kept going. I haven't always felt that way, and honestly, I've been afraid to ask for help, like ooh, it's it's weak, or like she's gonna know I'm not as far Don't along. Me. She's I'm not as far as long as her. Like she's gonna think, or like she's never gonna do that for me. Like just not trusting that people will show up for you, and it's like we have met such an incredible group of women in this space that have just been like oh yeah, I got that brand partnership. Let me, yeah, let me connect you on email to them. Like you should have one too. Not like me first. Me only. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's really, it's really important.
1: Yeah. It's opening your heart to like loving your child in abundance, but also your ability to love lots of things in abundance. And for like that love of, other things to also give love to your child like whatever energizes you if you're passionate about something you're going to be like excited about life like if i wasn't doing this work i would be sad <laughs> i would i wouldn't i like I, I i i there was a time you know in the very early in motherhood and i was looking for something i didn't know what exactly it was and i was scared i wasn't going to find whatever it was like this thing but the excitement that good moms gave me, like our friendship, like this message gave me like I even when for years we weren't making money, we still showed up, even if our kids had to like, I don't know what they were doing in there. <laughs> <laughs> but like feeding that love and in, in things that you love and in, in yourself is ultimately way also breeds the relationships and the friendships and, and, and the connections and the networks that breed more and give you money and give you fine Like those things are secondary. But when you go on that first tip of love and you feed that everything else kind of starts to drop in.
2: And one more thing, because we're I know we're going on tangent, but I thought I was <laughs> I was just thinking when you were saying that how like Mila was my self-care. Like that was me taking time for myself hanging out with her having these conversations which essentially gave me space to be like oh this could be a business oh i can i can i can create this you know what i mean so that's why i think it really is important that moms and women take time for themselves whether that's having sitting down with your bestie or your new friend and having like really great conversations that help inspire you to figure out what it is you actually care about or it's going on a trip or it's going to the nail shop every Tuesday at this time and no one can fucking interrupt that day you know it's like it looks different for
1: everyone but um, also making sure that tribe is your tribe and actually makes you feel good mm-hmm and you know, that's the thing about our friendship. I think it both made us feel like, Oh, you're doing that too. Okay. I'm not tripping. Okay. I knew it. I wasn't, but I don't want to tell that other bitch cause she's going to judge me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And kind of giving each other the permission to show up as we were in motherhood. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been a part of it too. Mm.
0: Yeah. That's beautiful. That's like what we were talking about on your podcast about being well in communities. Exactly what you just described. Mm-hmm.
1: Check your circle.
0: Yes, and don't be afraid to add to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Making friends as an adult is tricky. And that's something I have listeners and community
1: members ask about it all, all the time. Come comes to a Good Vibe it. Retreat, you guys. The Good Vibe Retreat is speed dating for friends. That's a, that, That's what that. someone's called it when we were in Costa Rica. They were but like, it's like deep level speed dating. Yeah. And, and, and our community really is like come as you are type yeah. of community. And it, it, we... Made so many friends. <laughs>
2: we did. So Our next retreat is in July. I, I'm, I'm trying to convince Les to come. July 31st. <laughs> and it. we're going to Costa Rica. There's two different groups of women that are coming. Whoever comes is the perfect group. And it's it's literally women now. we've Now we've done this twice already. Are meeting up in their cities. They're forming friendships. We get pictures. And I literally fucking, a Cry. tear, <laughs> like tears come. Because yes. I'm like, oh my God, this is exactly... Why we're doing this work because it is hard for women to connect. Sometimes you have to get out of your comfort zone to peel back these layers, this mask, to be able to open up to a woman that maybe you wouldn't typically be friends with in your city, you know? And when you come to the retreat, you kind of have to surrender. You're in the jungle, you're out of the country, there's nowhere for you to fucking hide, girl. Like, We're all here doing the same shit. Who are you? Who are you? Wait, I kind of like you, you know, like, and I think that there's a lot of, um, ego involved when it comes to making friends as an adult. And, um, I think that that, I think that, that the retreat really allows the ego to be stripped and, come as you are. Yeah. So I encourage you, if you're a woman that's listening, that's like, I don't know where to start. I have no, I moved to a new city. I have no friends here. Like, I promise you there's someone near you that's coming. That's because that's just how divine alignment works. Mm-hmm. When you make the choice to choose yourself, you people will come.
1: Yes. And, and yes. it's like, it's, you're, you're agreeing to this six day trip, but you take that shit home with you. Oh yeah. And, and that, that saying yes to that, so many yeses open up from that. So many yeah. relationships birth from that. So many shifts. Like it's not just you know coming to the jungle, but it's coming to the jungle to meet like twenty three or twenty four other minds that are going to essentially be teachers to you. And it's just it's really powerful. You guys, you should come. <laughs> mm-hmm. So good. Well, we'll make sure we include information in the show notes so that people can check
0: it out. I'm I'm sold. I want to go. <laughs> so, you convinced me. But I actually love what you just said about surrendering. Whether it is surrendering to showing up fully as yourself and being seen, maybe surrendering to a scenario that you're in, surrendering to not knowing all of the answers. Mm. I think that's something that is really going to stick with me. Yeah, I
2: literally have had to learn it. I've had to surrender just to the day. Mm-hmm. You know, like, okay, bitch, you win. <laughs> I'm not going to get it all done. Yep. I'm not because I am a doer. Okay. Like it's a blessing and a curse, but it's like. Thank God you're a doer. <sighs> or like a delegator so. I just I'm like I'm that just knows. like we got to get this done this 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 I know I'm like Jamila I'm, Should I do this oh, I'm, I did it I'm, I'm like bitch <laughs> <laughs> sorry I love you I hope I know I love you I'm so, I'm like the worst I know it and I but I can't help it because if I don't get it out if I for example if I don't text me like I just sometimes I'll just text her i be like this 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 and this I'm like I'm just putting this here so I don't forget you know, and also putting this here, like, so maybe you'll do one of these things because I
1: can I, I don't know what to do. We got to get it done. I'm overwhelmed. Also, we're going to have 20 more of these <laughs> and we're going to lose this one, but some someone's going to get it. It's a system.
2: But I have also realized how counteractive that is to my creativity in ways, how it's counteractive to my mental health. It activates my anxiety. And sometimes I just have to say, yeah, I can't. I'm not doing it. Sorry. Like, like No. Mm-mm. I'm not recording today. Can't work. I just I don't care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and and sometimes it's like she's like, no, bitch, we are, we have to, and I'm like, fuck, fine. But there has to be a, a surrendering even to just that. Like, especially like women, we have so many things on our plate. Moms, like, sometimes you just surrender, girl. Like, just say, I just can't, mom, today. Go in the living room, eat the popcorn, watch TV for 42 you want hours. Apple pie for breakfast? No problem. I don't care. Just fucking get away. <laughs> and that's the surrender, you know? And I think that that's really, really important. And it also allows... Things to flow in that way if you're constantly like this rigid like gotta get this it leaves no room for like magic to happen yes. for like inspiration to seep through like there's just so much structure in place yes so we can't
0: be reminded of that enough because i know i've experienced that so many times that when i just chill out and let things happen they happen but it still gets so tempting to want to do and fix and force and even when we've experienced it, we still have
1: to remind ourselves of that. Mm-hmm. My 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 biggest lesson it has been like don't force shit. Like i like one there's one thing to be uh, persistent. We've been very persistent bitches, <laughs> but forcing no, I never like I, this this journey has opened up blossomed so divinely that i'm never like scared i'm mm-hmm. like i because i've i know the magic you know like i know how the universe works i know how spirit works i know everything is mine is already mine it's on its way like i'm never like, even knows i'm like huh, all right catch you around catch you around the block <laughs> you know but it's just because i believe in the magic in life. Like there's magic in everything, you know, I'm saying like relationships that go wrong, like there's magic in every, every corner, but sometimes it takes to get through the shit to see it. And sometimes it's just like, relax and stop trying to control what you cannot control. What you can't control is not to be controlled release, you know? And that's, that's a huge, and that's a huge lesson in motherhood too. That shit. You can't control that person. It's a
2: little human. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. She, she's going to have a tantrum. She can't tell you why. You're not going to reason with her. She's a terrorist. So just let her have her terrorist moment. And that's it. You know, and you might cry also because that's for sure happened. And they they don't listen. I'm crying. She's crying. And we're all crying now. And it's like, this is a hot ass mess. (laughs)
1: And that's okay. And, but but
2: you got to surrender. Yeah. Sometimes your kids got to see you cry. Yeah. So they know like mommy has feelings too. Yes. I've done that. I've had that moment with my child. Like <laughs> I'll never forget this moment in the mall where she was, ir- she was like just fucking with me all day. Just crying for no reason. It's a terrible threes. Just Everything was a problem. Everything. And finally I got to the mall and I was like, I just need to buy one thing for myself. I was here to like buy something I was looking for. Couldn't find it. She was tripping. She wanted me to pick her up. I didn't want to pick her up. I'm like... Then she starts having a meltdown and then everyone in the mall is staring at me now of course I'm a bad mom because my kid isn't you know and also I have like trauma like because I'm a black woman and I'm like oh my god don't be like those white kids that act crazy you're acting like a white kid but also like fine just go do it I don't give a fuck because you know white people they just let their kids just do crazy shit in in public places
1: Oh, Johnny, it's okay. But low-key, they surrender more. They, they do. Be just like, I they surrender. No, I get it. I'll be like, yeah, girl, fuck it. You having fun on the floor? Okay, well.
2: But at that time, I like. The, I just remember this lady came up to me, and she's like, is she okay? And I was like, "Am I okay? Like, right. are you gonna ask me if I'm okay? Have you seen all the hell that's been ra- raised? I by can't believe someone said she. Is ad- she and okay? she offered her water, and not me. And that was like <laughs> the line was drawn. I was pissed, and I was like, Get yours. and I brought her into the dressing room, and I was like, I'm doing the best I can. And she's three, <laughs> and I'm like trying to tell her like how she's hurt me today. I'm like getting teary eyed thinking about it because it's <laughs> funny, but also like. It was a really, like, moment that I was like, what the fuck did I sign up for here? Can I do this? Mm. I'm losing my shit. Like, am I allowed to cry? I don't give a fuck. I'm surrendering. I'm crying. And I fucking bawled my eyes out. And then (laughs) she literally was like, came around, stopped crying, because now she's scared. Because, like, why the fuck is my mom crying? And she was, like, trying to hug me. And I was like, don't hug me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm mad at her now. I've been mad at her. And I was like, mommy... Cries too. Yeah. I have feelings too. Yeah. You have been hurting my feelings all day long. Like, don't you see that? Mm-hmm. And she just was like, she heard me. You know, yeah. she heard me. Her and I don't know what she took from that moment. I wish I could say it was the last time it happened. It wasn't. Um. <laughs> but I don't regret that moment. Yeah. I'm happy that she saw that. Yeah. And we've had many more moments like that where, like, my daughter has seen me be vulnerable yeah. because I am not perfect. But I do know a lot more than you. Um, and hopefully one day you'll know more than me. That's the fucking point.
0: I don't know where I went with that, Ugh. but <laughs> no. But I feel like that was that was the perfect note of it of letting yourself be human, letting your kids experience you being human, mm-hmm. and moving forward with it. Yeah, Ugh. surrender surrender i think that's going to be the theme of the episode surrender, yes well thank you both so much for being here i love this conversation i had so much fun please tell our listeners where they can find you Well, thank you for having
2: us um you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts good moms bad choices um you can find us on instagram at good moms underscore bad choices make sure you follow the good vibe retreat instagram we are having our retreat in Costa Rica. July 31st is the first retreat. That August is. 10th is the second retreat. If you've been wanting to take a break, this is your sign. It's time and you won't regret it. I swear to God, you'll never
1: regret choosing yourself mm-hmm. ever. You'll figure it out. <laughs> did i miss anything um we have a patreon where we have exclusive content more advice more lessons we talk about a lot of stuff over there it's patreon.com backslash good moms bad choices
0: and that's it that's it i'll link all of that in the show notes it's super super easy to find thank you (laughs) thank you so much i enjoyed this And that is our show for today. Thank you so much for tuning into today's conversation with Mila and Erica from Good Moms, Bad Choices. If you like this episode, make sure you leave a rating and a review. It is super helpful for supporting the show. And also make sure that you go check out Good Moms, Bad Choices, add it to your podcast lineup. If it's not there already, I know you will love it. Huge thanks to our sponsors for supporting the show and for helping make production of this show possible. As always, we always have coupon codes and sponsor information in the show notes. So make sure you check it out so that you can get your special deals and discounts. It's also really, really helpful for the podcast when you use our hookup codes, when you use our special links, because that shows our partners that you really enjoy listening and that you enjoy checking out their products. Next week, we're going to start diving into the creativity part of the series, talking about the intersection between wellness and creativity. Amazing conversations coming that I know you're going to love. So thanks again for being here and I'll talk to you next week.